0: there's challenges and there's days I'm like, I'm not sure I can get this all done, but I do as much as I possibly can in a given day. It's, it's a, it's a balance of life and it works for me. I don't think it works for everybody to, to spend the time and that kind of commitment to something, but when you love what you do, it, it just keeps you going and it's, it's good. It's passion.
1: So join me on this journey, speaking to ordinary women, doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Here we are having another episode of second wind the podcast with Liza Jarrett and she is a clothing designer and mother and does amazing things and her story is even better so welcome to the podcast Liza
0: thank you so much I'm thrilled to chat with you today and talk a little bit about our story and how it's grown our our business has grown over the years
1: I love that. And also what, what our our listeners cannot see is that I am actually wearing one of my pieces from her collection that I actually bought, gosh, like five or six years ago, probably never in a million years would I think I'd be speaking to the lady who designed this on a podcast. Cool. So that's, that's really neat.
0: <laughs> well, it's very cool. And you know, the fact that a lot of our clothing is timeless, it, you know, that says a lot that you still enjoy it and love wearing
1: it so that's yes I do so thank you thank you for designing it thank you we'll take a picture we'll put it on on uh, Facebook so everybody can see yeah. um so let's get started with what I think is a really neat moment for you that that opens you up to sort of being in your second wind although you've had moments throughout your life that have kept you on your journey and it was with you being at a show can you share that?
0: Sure, of course. So a lot of my business over the years, I've been in business for over 25 years, and it's evolved over time. But in the beginning of time, before I had stores and my online store, I did a lot of trunk shows, and I still do around the country, um, selling my product and getting to meet and get out there in different marketplaces. And a gentleman approached me probably around 10 years ago about opening a shop location in the Baltimore or Annapolis area. And at the time I was not ready to jump into all that and take on that kind of a responsibility. And fast forward, after I had opened a couple stores, he actually came back into my store in the Baltimore area and asked me to join him in a bigger mall, which was a cool event because It helped me take the next step to a more profitable location and into a more trafficked center, which has been great for our business.
1: That's neat. So he knew to go back and find you.
0: Yes, it was pretty cool.
1: That is really neat. So tell us a little bit about Liza and how you got started in this path, because I would imagine a clothing line and everything that's involved in that is pretty competitive.
0: And so when I started in business, I was actually painting furniture and painting glassware, and it became a very therapeutic, fun thing for me just to express myself through that type of art. And I started doing the trunk shows, and it was great. I was selling product, and people were loving the product. And that's, you know, all you want when you're creating things to creating things is for people to appreciate it. So, I started doing that, and was successful at it. And then as time evolved I realized that maybe it would be better that I got into some soft goods meaning clothing and that kind of thing after being at shows and watching some other merchants do great business there um so I ended up um deciding that I would go into developing some jean jackets with some trim work on them I had a, a background in um retail as it was, and had been a buyer for a store group that developed a lot of their own products. So I had some knowledge there and we went into jean jacket making and doing trim work with Lily Pulitzer fabrics and cute ribbons and things like that, that took off. And that's where the clothing brand evolved from.
1: Very neat. I I love the story that you told me where you're at a show and it was, it was, um, perplexing to you to be able to take like big pieces of furniture to sell to a shower. How do you do that? And then all your glassware and things. And you watched, who was it? Somebody next to you was selling sweaters or something.
0: Yes. Hundreds of sweaters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Foldable
0: light to carry. (laughs) Yes. The whole thing. And I'm watching out of the corner of my eye thinking, you know, I've killed myself to make all these beautiful things and they, and people like them, but I wasn't doing the kind of volume that, you know, would warrant me growing the way I needed to grow if I wanted to kind of stay in the business. So it ended up that I decided I'd play around with some clothing because I had some background in that area. And that's kind of where it all took off from.
1: So how did that all start? Obviously, you're a creative person. How did did that all
0: start? So I had been a buyer for a chain of stores called Merry-Go-Round. We, I was the dress buyer. I bought for 1,200 stores. And when you're a buyer for a company, you spend a lot of time in New York and Atlanta going to the different markets and meeting with vendors that sell you products. And you place your orders maybe eight weeks in advance of items coming in from overseas or wherever they're being produced. And we had an in-house design team. So if we walked into a showroom in New York, we would basically talk to the manufacturer at that time and say, we like this, but we think we like if maybe the zipper was in a different place or it was a longer style or different button placement or whatever. and we would have them send items down to our our um, warehouse and we would work with our design team hand in hand with some fit models and try things on and and play around with the clothing to get the clothes to where we thought that they looked and fit the way we wanted them to for our customer at the time. So learning all that knowledge is not something that I would have ever learned in a classroom. It was all just hands-on information and it taught me a lot about the industry and and business and being a buyer, you know, you learn how to manage inflow and outflow of goods and mm-hmm. deal with, you know, reordering things that are best sellers or maybe marking something down that doesn't do as well. And that, you know, all that kind of stuff that goes on behind the scenes of retail. So.
1: Right. Probably making connections too, huh?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I met a lot of people when I was up in New York and I learned how to kind of navigate that scenarios so that I could, if my, if the one manufacturer I started with, with the jean jackets, ultimately I don't do business with that person, but it kind of led me down a road to find somebody else. And that led me to a road to find somebody else. So it's, you know, a bunch of networking and, and that's, you know, a great tool for anybody in today's world. It's very easy with, you know, the internet and everything else to be able to network with people.
1: Right, right. What made you take the leap from... You know, your standard I'm being paid by a company job to doing it on your own. That's quite a leap.
0: Yes. Yeah, so when I um, I loved my job at Mary round I did it for a number of years and I really learned a lot. But working for a corporation is very different than working for a smaller retailer, working for yourself. And I had basically gotten to a place in my life where I wanted to be home with my kids and raise a family. And I knew the fast paced lifestyle of traveling to New York constantly and being on the road, doing that type of a thing was going to be very hard for me to be at home with my kids or, you know, manage my life the way I wanted to manage it. So uh, I had a conversation with my husband and we talked about, you know, changing what I was doing and he was on board with it. So and I had prior to that, I had started painting some and I had, had had some success at some shows. So I knew that I could make a little bit of money. I didn't know how much, but at least I knew that I could do something while I was at home um, raising the kids. So it
1: was like a hobby.
0: Yeah. Say yeah.
1: More or less. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I don't like to call it a hobby because I, I feel like I immediately turned it into a business.
1: Oh, you didn't even have time to just chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. So you turn it into a business and then the jean jackets, was that like the beginning of your label?
0: Yeah. So the clothing, yes, it was. It definitely, the jean jackets were um, something that just kind of came to me. Um, Lily Pulitzer came out in, in great force when it, it, when it resurfaced, I guess that was back in the early nineties, maybe. Yeah. Late eighties, early nineties.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And it came back in a huge way. And I've always loved their prints and their vibrancy and all that. But I certainly am not somebody that wears it head to toe. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I think it's awesome and I think it's adorable on so many people. But I, you know, I like more subtle things like little touches of this or touches of that. So for me, the idea to put some trim on some jackets and all, and this is before they trimmed their own jean jackets, it was just that I, you know, bought some fabric and I was able to do that. And then it was all it all at the same time as grow grain ribbon coming back and that whole preppy influx of things. So I did a lot of fun things with ribbons also and paired that with the jean jackets. And so that is definitely where the, the clothing started. And I was able to find some great seamstresses that I worked with locally to help me make that all happen.
1: So you started to employ people
0: yeah. to help you. Yeah.
1: And how'd you come up with the tag?
0: So the tag, basically, um, the brand is from my name, Liza, my maiden name was Eliza Bird Ward. And so I kept the bird with the brand. And so I found a graphic artist to help me take the bird idea and put a logo in with it. So that's where Liza Bird came from.
1: And it's spelled B-Y-R-D. And yeah, L-I-Z-A-B-Y-R-D, yes. Yes, and we will definitely put that in all the show notes because you're yeah. all going to want to see some of this stuff and get some of it for yourself. But you had um, done the jean jackets, and then what came next?
0: So from jean jackets, I went into doing, I trimmed some je- pants as well. Both that Those were also manufactured overseas. I also did something fun, which you and I haven't talked about. But I took T-shirts and I would make scarf sleeves. So I would buy beautiful scarves, and then we would make sleeves on a T-shirt. So it became this really textured, cool thing, and they were all one of a kinds. Oh, neat! Some of that too, um, and that. So all those those three items became the base of where I started. And then I would do some jean jackets for kids, some jeans for kids, some t-shirts that went along with it. And all of that kind of was flowing along fine. But in my mind, I kept thinking, well, what's going to be my next thing? Because I, you know, people aren't going to buy this one thing forever, even though they bought it for a really long time. Right. I started, when I was working with my India resources on the jean manufacturing, I, they were sending me some fabric swatches and things like that. So I decided to come up with some prototypes of some tops that would maybe work in some of their beautiful fabrics. So that's where the clothing part kind of evolved to. And now we have, gosh, I, I think we probably have 50 styles of tops and 25 styles of dresses and you know and every season we come up with new ones and it's it's awesome I love I love creating shirts that everybody wears all the time and mm-hmm. it's like your everyday style so it's fun
1: that is so neat um the question I would have is and maybe our listeners do too is here you are you're you're creating tops and things and then you are going to put this out into the universe. How, how do you do that? Did you, do you ever go, oh no, nobody's going to like this? Did you ever get worried about that? Did you ever kind of want to shrink back and oh, maybe that's not a good idea? How did you keep moving forward to get all these designs and the line and the, the whole merchandising of it? And it's actually very popular. How did you do that?
0: So, you know, a lot of it is, it's not necessarily trial and error, but you learn as you go along. So if you have success with something, let's say the scarf shirt. So in my mind, people like a pop of something. They like the solid with it. They like the pop with it. So that fast forward, and you could find something in my line where it's maybe a basic kind of menswear striped shirt, but then I've got a pop of embroidery um, implemented into the sleeve detail or the collar detail or something. So, you know, I learn from everything I make and you'll see if you, if you visit our website, lizabird.com, you'll see I name all my shirts. So for instance, you're wearing an Avery shirt. The Avery shirt is still in the line. The Avery shirt is a great style. It's got a subtle little pleat detail in the front, some buttons, and it hits at a really good place on the, on the waistline. And So that I just keep recreating. I've done some different trims to the sleeves and done some different fabrications and different color combinations. So Avery is always in the line. Then I'll develop another one. I've got a mason top. that's a great top. It buttons down the back. It buttons all the way down the front. And I can basically put that on almost anybody and it looks adorable. It's a really cute, easy shape to wear. So from the mason, then I developed something else because Some people, it was a little bit too, if you're, if you're hippier or chestier, then maybe that one's not going to work as well for you. However, it works for most people. So that now I have the Mimi, the Mimi's got a little bit more um, give at the hip and that's a great little style. And we added pockets to that one. So I'm always thinking, how can I improve or how can I make the next thing that's going to make it even better? Or, you know, just keep learning on what's, what's worked and what people want. And I listen, you know, when I'm in my stores and when I'm at the trunk shows, I love to listen and get feedback from everybody. And I certainly cannot fit every single body type because there's a million of us women out there and we all are different shapes and sizes, but I really do my best. When I started the line, I did not have extra small and I did not have XL or double XL, you know, with small, medium and large. And that's all it was. And now I do extra small and I, do XL and I do double XL, you know, because I try to accommodate and make it, make things work for different body shapes.
1: That's fantastic because, you know, everybody deserves to feel good in yeah. their clothing. Absolutely. Yes. Tell me this. What is the, why, why keep doing this?
0: Because it is, I always say it's like my third and fourth child. I love, part of who I am creating things that make people happy and that they enjoy wearing is such a feel-good thing for me and it's what keeps me going I just I adore it I have a passion for it and you know making people happy it makes me happy so this is your would you say that this is
1: you found your soul's purpose this is it
0: I think definitely. I mean, I think another part of my purpose is to raise beautiful people and I feel like I've accomplished that. My kids are awesome. I, um, you know, but I would say this is my other purpose in being here besides, you know, being good and kind to the people that I know and interact with. I think, you know, coming up with a product that makes people happy is awesome.
1: It is, it really is. And it's, it's gotta be a, a very, very intense and you have to be very driven to keep it going. So that in mind, like, yeah. So with that in mind, we talked a little bit about this, but what keeps you going? Because you still have to go. And you said with COVID, you had challenges because now you're not doing the trunk shows. You're not able to go and make the connections physically with people. And it kind of, kind of shifted your business a little bit. And, you know, how, you didn't have to keep going, but you did and you adjusted. Tell us what that looked like.
0: So for me, I, I do have a ton of energy. My everyday life is one of those things. I try to make an hour for myself every morning just to get a little exercise in and say, I've taken care of Liza for the day. And then everything else belongs to everybody else. So I just, I run from place to place. No two days ever look alike, which is, if you're in retail, it's actually awesome. It's fun to not feel like you're, you know, in a box all the time. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's challenges and there's days that I'm like, I'm not sure I can get this all done, but I do as much as I possibly can in a given day. And, you know, I'll still be emailing with my resources overseas at 10 o'clock at night when I'm sitting trying to watch a show with my husband. He's like, why are you on your phone? I'm like, have <laughs> But I want to be with you too. You know, so it's it's a it's a balance of life and it works for me. I don't think it works for everybody to to spend the time time and that kind of commitment to something. But when you love what you do, it, it just keeps you going and it's it's good.
1: It's not work, is what you said. To yeah, me, yeah. It's it? not. It's
0: it's it's passion.
1: Lifestyle passion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if there was a secret or a mantra or something that you say to yourself if you say something to yourself every day, can you share that with us?
0: Um, I don't think I really say anything. I do find myself talking to myself sometimes to remind myself of things, but that's just part of being older. I guess. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> um, I, you know, I think, I think just, you know, knowing when you get up in the morning that you've got to make things happen and making it happen and feeling like you accomplished what you wanted to get done for the day. I, I think that's the most important thing. I think, when I, I don't feel like I fall short on any given day. If I don't get something done, I don't penalize myself because I know I've done so many other things. So it's, it's okay. You know, there's always tomorrow and you just make it happen somehow. So you just keep it going and plod along and one thing after another.
1: It sounds like you stay very positive with yourself and you allow yourself some grace.
0: Yep. Yep. And I think some vending room. Yep. Yep. And that's I think really it, important. Yeah. yeah. And when I make mistakes, you know, if I bring in something that maybe the fabrication isn't what I thought it was going to be and my customers don't love it, I own it. You know, I don't love to make mistakes, but, you know, every once in a while when you do do something that you're not thrilled with, you just own it and move on. So, and my clothes are like my children, you know, all these little people come in and if people don't love them, I'm sad. (laughs) but I also, I'm okay with it. And I I can say, okay, well, that one didn't work. So let's not do something like that again and move on. So.
1: Very neat. I want people to be able to find you and um, share in this really neat line that you have. Give us all the ways.
0: Okay. Okay. So we, um, we are an online store. You can find us through our website, which is LizaBird.com, L-I-Z-A-B-Y-R-D.com, and that's a great way to shop with us if you're somewhere around the country not able to visit us at a store in Richmond or in Baltimore. Um, I do do trunk shows around the country. I try to. I mainly up and down the East Coast, and my my show schedule when it's not COVID time, because we're not doing shows right now, is. Um, you know, on, it's, it's on the website and it'll tell you where we'll be at the different times of the year based on um, the different events that are held as fundraisers that we participate in. Um, And then every, every day we post to Instagram, um, which is at Liza Bird and, and as well as Facebook at Liza Bird Boutique. So, those are great ways to follow us and see what we're up to, and we have great feedback on our on our social media. People seem to really enjoy it and love it. I put up some videos. I did one this morning, you know, just highlighting some things that some of my favorite pieces that we have in the store, even though I love them all, um, but so it's it's great if if you look us up and and take a look at what we do and I think you'll you'll find some pleasure in it. It's I love to for people to feel like they're happy when they shop with us. It should be a happy experience. So um, you know that's what we're all about.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And we'll put all of this in the show notes, and uh, you'll be able to find Liza that way as well. And we can even do you want to we're going to do a special when you when you when the, your episode airs tell absolutely. us absolutely absolutely
0: well wendy i wanted to first of all thank you for having us because or having me because it really is nice to get our name out there and for people to discover who we are it's um you know it's all a, it's all the way the world works now is networking and and meeting people and connecting so um so it, when you listen to the podcast you will be entitled to 15% off on the website and you'll use a, a code, which is shop L and then B Y R D. So, and my, my kids sometimes call me L bird. So <laughs> Bird is the, the code you would use at checkout for your 15% off. And we'll be excited to see your orders come in and see what you're interested in. And, if you ever have questions, you can always reach out to us through messaging and just ask, you know, how does this fit or something, but I really do try to make my clothes fit the way you would think they were, would fit. So if you're typically a medium, you're going to be a medium. Um, so that's,
1: I can attest to that. Yes. Everything I've gotten through the years, not even realizing uh, who you are and what this awesome stuff is, has always been great. Wash as well you know, very wrinkle resistant, at least the things I have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Pretty easy. I, I try, I really do try to make it very wearable and travel friendly and all that. So
1: what's the shirt you're wearing now?
0: So in this the- is a new one for us. It's called the gilly top. It's, um, I'll stand up and show you, even though everybody else isn't watching this, but, um, like it. it's a little shorter in the front, covers your bum in the back and it's oh, nice. Just a cute little V-neck style, a three-quarter sleeve. And we did it in three different ways. This is new for this season. And we've had some great results with this new style. So it's just an easy fit and super comfortable and washes well as well.
1: And I will post a picture of that. Thank you. As we finish up. Yeah. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for your time. And I'm so glad I got to meet you. I, I actually got to know the brand, a friend of mine, um, also a mom, and in her second wind, happened to work for you for a little yeah, bit, Julie yeah. Bennett. And I had talked to her about the podcast, and she said, "Ah, oh, this woman's unstoppable. You That's need so to sweet. talk to her." And you were so willing to just jump on in with both feet, and I really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely,
1: so much to keeping up a, a conversation with you in the future.
0: Sounds so, good. I would love it. It's it's great to have this opportunity.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing your story on Second Wind.
0: Thank you all for listening.
1: Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.